رَبَّنَا O our Lord إِنَّكَ indeed you تَعْلَمُ You know مَا نُخْفِي What we hide What we conceal وَمَا نُعْلِن And what we reveal O Allah You know what we have kept in our hearts and what we are expressing with our tongues وَمَا يَخْفَى And nothing is hidden عَلَى الله from Allah مِنْ شَيْءٍ anything فِي الْأَرْضِ in the earth وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ nor in the sky meaning nothing in the heavens and the earth is hidden from Allah our state our weakness Everything is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in other words, he's saying, Ya Allah, nothing of our state is hidden from you. We express our hopes, our goals, our wishes, and you already know what we need. You already know what we want. Some things we have expressed, and some fears we have kept in our hearts, you already know them. Then why make dua? If Allah already knows, why make dua? Why? Because dua is an act of worship. It is what brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah likes that His servants ask Him. He says, Alhamdulillah, all praise to Allah. Alladhi wahaba li, the one who gifted me. Wahaba, from hiba. Hiba is a gift. All praise to Allah, all thanks to Allah, the one who gifted me ala al-kibab. Allah upon meaning despite al-kibar old age Ismail Ismail wa Ishaq and Ishaq Ibrahim alayhisalam for a very long time he did not have any children and he made dua that oh Allah give me children and it is said that when he was 99 years old Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him blessed him with Ismail alayhisalam imagine at such an old age And Ishaq was born when Ibrahim was 112 years old. You might say, oh, that old? Yes, back then, perhaps this was the common or the average lifespan of an individual. So he says, Alhamdulillah, all thanks to Allah, that He gave me these precious gifts at such an old age. At such an old age. Notice, He does not complain even one bit. That Ya Allah... I prayed so much. I prayed for so long. Why did you give me children at such an old age when I couldn't even enjoy them? And you gave me children at such an old age and then you separated me from my children. He doesn't complain even a little bit. Why? Because he is so grateful for the fact that he was gifted with children that he has no complaints. He has no issues, no problems whatsoever. And this is the heart of a grateful person. The one who truly, with his heart, appreciates the blessing that Allah has given him. He appreciates and thanks more. And he does not complain. Because in this life, there are good things and there are bad things. Because this is not Jannah, right? And it's not Jahannam either. That it would be completely good or completely bad. No, there is a mix of both. So, A grateful servant, a believing heart, what does that look towards? Good, positive. A grateful servant, what does he do? He thanks Allah for the blessings, even though they have come late. Late as in, according to our standards. Meaning after a very long time. He's still grateful. إِنَّ رَبِّي لَسَمِيعُ الدُّعَاءِ He says, indeed my Lord is the hearer of supplication. Meaning he definitely hears. He definitely hears dua. Imagine if our duas were granted so late, would we say the same thing? We ask, how come Allah doesn't listen to our duas? Ibrahim says, indeed my Lord hears duas. 
Because he knows, he knew that for everything is a time. For everything is a time. I have to ask, I have to beg and keep asking. And when the time is right, Allah will definitely give. رَبِّ جَعَلْنِي He says, O oh my Lord, make me مُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةِ An establisher of prayer. Make me a servant who establishes salah. Meaning who prays consistently, regularly. Worships the way he should worship. وَمَنْ ذُرِّيَّتِي And also from my children. He prays for the guidance of his children also. رَبَّنَا O oh our Lord, وَتَقَبَّلْ دُعَا And accept my supplication. Meaning you gave these children to me when I asked you. I'm making another dua to you. Which is that keep me guided and keep my children guided. You see, many times it happens that we ask Allah for something. And finally, we get it. And then we realize that it's very difficult to deal with it. Like for example, many times, you know, people they ask Allah for children. And then they have children. And then what happens with children? Many tests, many problems, many difficulties. Right? So at that time, instead of thinking, oh, I shouldn't have asked. Why did I make dua for this? You know, or I wish things would go back to the way they were. A person may feel like that. But at that time, instead of thinking negatively, ask Allah for help. That, Ya Allah, you gave this blessing to me, now you help me deal with it. You gave me these beautiful and cute little creatures as my own children, now give me the patience to deal with them. And give me the fortitude to be good with them. And give me the strength to teach them. Guide me and guide them. You gave this blessing to me, Ya Allah, help me be grateful for it. Help me do right with it. رَبِّ جَعَلْنِي مُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِي رَبَّنَا وَتَقَبَّلْ دُعَا Notice how his dua, what does it show? That he was most concerned about salah. Hmm? That I pray and my children also pray. We all worship you. Yes, he did make dua for fruits and different things, but it's not repeated over and over again. Which shows that his greater concern was the religion, was the guidance of his children. If you think of the miracle of how Mecca was formed, it was a barren valley, it had nothing in it, people had no reason to come for it, no worldly benefit. Like there's certain cities in the world that people go to just because of their malls, the attractions that they have to them. But Mecca was a city that was formed and people keep came to and keep coming to for Salah. Yes. They come to Mecca for the prayer, for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is such a blessed city that you know even the reason of its existence was prayer was salah, to establish tawheed. Yes. And so that was the entire purpose of Mecca. Yeah. And even now, what makes people go there is what? The clock tower? No. What is it? It's the Karba. It's being able to worship Allah there. Because the clock tower, okay, you can even see pictures of it. You can see videos of it. The fancy developments, okay, you can see videos of them. You can see pictures of them. But you cannot worship at the Karba sitting in front of your computer. Right? You have to go there. And this is the reason why people keep going there. They spend thousands of dollars, their savings. They cry so that they can go there. And this was the wish of Ibrahim That, oh Allah, make me someone who establishes the prayer and my children also. And Allah accepted his dua.
And notice how he doesn't say, you know, make the city populated and, you know, don't let my children be alone because who will they socialize with? They'll become antisocial. You know, what about their food and what about all the beautiful things that are out there in the world? They'll never get to see them if they're living in this barren valley. No, he doesn't have those concerns and those fears. Why? Because that is dunya. And dunya is decreed. It'll come to you. It will come to you. What we are more concerned about is what is decreed. We are more concerned about the worldly blessings. Right? And that is decreed for a person. Whether he's living on a mountaintop or he's living in a desert or he's living in New York City. Wherever he is, he'll get it. He'll get it. What we should be more concerned about is our actions, our worship. And that was the concern of Ibrahim a.s. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي He said, Oh my Lord, forgive me. وَلِوَالِدَيَّ And my parents. وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ And the believers. يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ The day the account is established. Notice how he's praying for himself, seeking forgiveness for himself, seeking forgiveness for his parents, and the believers. Why isn't he seeking forgiveness for his children? He already made many du'as for them. Okay? And his children are included in who? Mu'mineen, Believers. Why does he seek forgiveness for his parents? Because his parents were not upon Tawheed. But don't we learn that he was told not to seek forgiveness for them? Yes. So why is he making dua? Because this was before the prohibition. This was before the prohibition. He made dua for the forgiveness of his parents. And notice how he makes dua for all the believers. Anyone who accepts iman. Ibrahim made dua for him. Well-wishing sincerity for all. So if we are believers, and we hope inshallah we are believers, then Ibrahim also made dua for us. For us. Even though we're not of his children. Majority of us are not from his descendants. In the sense that we're not Arab. Right? We have come here thousands of years after him. But yet he made dua for all the believers. للمؤمنين and when يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ That, oh Allah, forgive them on the day that the account is established. The day when you are going to call people to account. Forgive me, my parents, and all the believers. وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلًا Then Allah addresses the Prophet ﷺ that never ever think, never ever assume that Allah is غَافِل He is unaware, He is negligent. Of what? Amma about that which يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ The wrongdoers commit. The oppressors, they are doing. Never think that Allah is unaware of what ظالم people are doing. Meaning, Allah knows. He is fully aware. You see, غَافِل غَفْلَة is what? To not care. To be negligent. Do not care to find out. And even if you know one knows, do not care about doing anything. So for example, you know, a child is crying. And there is a teacher, or there is a person who's been asked to look after that child. But this person, what are they doing? They're on the phone. And the child is crying. What does that show? That this person is ghafil. He doesn't care. He's so busy in their phone call that he doesn't even care about the child that is crying. And sometimes what happens? That this person even sees the child cry, but what does he do? He just passes a toy and he keeps talking. 
keeps talking. He knows about the suffering of this child, but he doesn't care. Doesn't care. Allah says, don't think ever at all that Allah is unaware and that He doesn't care about the actions of the wrongdoers. No. He fully knows. He is fully aware. And there is a reason why He is letting them do it. You see, the Prophet ﷺ in Makkah, he faced a lot of opposition. Firstly, the mushrikeen, they were stubborn on their shirk. Then they opposed the Messenger ﷺ blindly. They crossed all limits of morality, of decency in their opposition to the believers, in their oppressing the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't think Allah doesn't know. He is fully aware. Why is He letting them do this then? إِنَّمَا يُؤَخِّرُهُمْ Indeed, He is only deferring them. He's only delaying them, meaning their retribution, their punishment. لِيَوْمٍ for a day, تَشْخَصُ فِيهِ الْأَبْصَارِ When eyes will stare. In other words, Allah is giving them time. Who? The wrongdoers. Time for what? That perhaps they will learn and they will stop. Perhaps they will realize and they will stop. And if they don't, then on the day when the eyes will stare in horror, they will meet their retribution. So you don't need to worry. Allah knows. Tashkhasu is from the root letters sheen khasad. And shakhs is to stare at something without blinking. To stare at something without blinking. And to stare at something that's far. So Allah is only delaying their punishment, their retribution until this day. Which day is this? The day of judgment. When everyone, when people are going to stare in horror. Stare in horror. They will see such frightening things happen that they will not be able to blink their eyes even. لِيَوْمٍ تَشْخَصُ فِيهِ الْأَبْصَارِ So with this, the Prophet ﷺ is comforted. The believers are reassured. The oppressed people, their hearts are soothed. That don't worry. Allah knows. And this life is a test. For who? For the zalim and for the mazloom. For the one who is oppressing and those who are being oppressed. It's a test for everybody. A test for the zalim, how? That what does he do with his power? And those who are oppressed, how is it a test for them? That what do you do in your weakness? What do you do when you are oppressed? Who do you trust? Who do you seek help from? Who do you have your hopes placed in? Is it people that you keep turning to? Or is it Allah that you seek? Remember, anywhere in the world where there's oppression happening, whether it is in the house of a person, whether it is at a workplace, or in the streets of a city, wherever it may be, Allah is fully aware. He's watching the actions of His servants. He's letting the zalim do what the zalim wants for only some time. He's watching the zalim and he's also observing the mazloom. The oppressor, what he does with his power, and the oppressed, what he says about Allah. How he reacts, what he does in his weakness. Who is it that he seeks help from? Who is it that he depends on? Who is it that he turns to? Allah is watching everybody. And on the day when the eyes of people will stare in horror, each person will get his retribution, will get his recompense. مُهْطِعِينَ 
The day when the eyes will stare in horror is the day when muhti'ina, meaning people will be muhti'ina. Muhti'in is a plural of muhti'r. Muhti'r, ihtar. Ihtar, hal ta'in. Ihtar is basically israr, to run fast, to run quickly. And ahtar is to outstretch, to protrude one's neck out. Why? In order to run fast. You know when people are running in haste? Eagerly towards something? Then what happens? Are they running straight? No. They're slightly bent forwards. So this is muhtireen. The people will be running, their eyes staring, unblinking, muhtireen, muqni'i ru'usihim. Muqni'i. Muqni' is a singular form. Qaf, noon, ain. Qana'a. And aqna'a is basically to lift up. Aqna'a ra'asahu, that he lifted his head. So, muqni'i ru'usihim, their heads raised up. Muhti'een, outstretched, running really fast. Muqni'i ru'usihim, their heads raised up, lifted up, running, rushing. La yartaddu ilayhim tarfuhum. Their vision will not return to them. Yartaddu rada al-dal, to return. Their vision will not return to them, meaning they will not even blink their eyes. They will not even blink their eyes. They will stare in horror at all the things that are happening around them. وَأَفْئِدَتُهُمْ هَوَاءَ And their hearts will be void. Void. Hawa Empty. Meaning, nothing will occupy their hearts at that time. They will not remember their clothes. They will not remember their friends. They will not remember their homes. They will not remember their valuables. They will not remember food. They will not remember anything. أَفْئِدَتُهُمْ هَوَاءَ Meaning, such fear will overcome them that they will forget about everything. A person will not remember his spouse, his children. He will just rush forward, run forward towards what? Towards the sound of the trumpet. Because when the trumpet will be blown, what will happen? All people will die. When the second time the trumpet will be blown, then what will happen? All people will come back to life resurrected and they will rush towards the sound. They will rush towards the sound. In Surah Taha, Ayah 108, we learn, الدَّاعِي لَا عِوَجَلَهِ The day, everyone will follow the caller. Everyone will follow the caller. Every person is going to rush towards the place from where the sound is coming. And what is that place? The place where the hush of the gathering is to take place. And at that time, وَأَفْئِدَتُهُمْ هَوَاءَ What does it show us? That each person will be present at the Day of Judgment. Each person is going to be resurrected. And people are going to experience the horrors of that day based on how they were in this life. Even the Prophets of Allah, they will experience some kind of horror. How? We learn that they will say, Salim, Salim, Ya Allah, keep us safe, keep us safe. Keep us safe, keep us safe. Everyone is going to be scared. Everyone is going to be worried. Some people, extremely fearful. And others, yes, they will be fearful, but not as much as the disbelievers, for example. وَأَفْئِدَتُهُمْ هَوَاءَ They will not care about anything. The horrors of that day will preoccupy them. They will just stare in horror, not even blink their eyes. They'll forget to blink their eyes. You know like certain places where cities are being bombed, then what happens? Every person is worried for his life. Scared. Scared to death. 
Every single person experiences some kind of fear. Those who are more in the danger zone, of course, you can understand the kind of fear that they have. And others who are in a safer place, again, they are still fearful. So each person is going to experience some kind of horror on the Day of Judgment. Allah says, وَأَنذِرِ النَّاسِ And warn the people. Warn mankind. Allah sent prophets to warn mankind. And you are people who have the Qur'an are sitting, not even telling people. أَنذِرِ النَّاسِ Warn all people. يَوْمَ يَأْتِيهِمُ الْعَذَابِ The day when the punishment is going to come to them. The consequence of their deeds is going to be before them. The punishment is going to face them. فَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا So those people who did zulm, who did wrong, they will say, رَبَّنَا O our Lord, أَخِّرْنَا Defer us إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ To a term that is قَرِيبٍ Meaning for a short term. Give us some more time. Just please send us back in the world for a few minutes, for a few days, for a few moments, for a few hours. أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ Just give us one more chance. A small opportunity. And if you give us even one more chance, نُجِبْ دَعْوَتَكَ We will answer your call. We will respond to your call. Meaning we will obey you. We will believe in you. وَنَتَّبِعُ الرُّسُولِ And we will follow the messengers. Just give us one more chance. And this regret will not just be expressed by those who do zulm, as in those who commit shirk, those who disbelieve, But every person will express some kind of regret on the Day of Judgment. Every person. In a hadith we learn that if a person were to spend his entire life from the day he was born until extreme old age, his entire life, if he spends it in just dragging his face on the ground to please Allah, on the Day of Judgment he will find this action not enough. He will still have regrets. He will say, oh, I wish I had done better than that. I wish I had accomplished more. I wish I had done something more to please Allah, to worship Him, to do justice to praising Him and glorifying Him. Every person will express some kind of regret. Abdullah bin Umar anhu said that one day the Prophet ﷺ took hold of my shoulder. And he grabbed my shoulder and he said, Be in this world as if you were a stranger or a traveler. Be in this world as if you are a stranger or a traveler. Meaning don't live in this world as if you're going to stay here forever. Live in this world with this realization that you're going to move on from here. You're not here forever. You're just traveling. You're just passing by. Realize that dunya is not your home. Akhirah is your home. So Ibn Umar anhu. He used to say later in his life that if you survive till the evening, do not expect to be alive in the morning. And if you survive till the morning, do not expect to be alive in the evening. And take from your health before your sickness. And take from your life before your death. Meaning, the moments that Allah has given them, don't waste them. Use them. Because on the Day of Judgment, people are going to regret They will wish they had even one more second, one more minute, one more hour in which they could worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in which they could follow the prophets. But they will not have that chance. Today we have those chances. But what are we doing with them? We say, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do it in the night. In the morning, what do we say? Yeah, okay, I'm not going to read Quran right now, maybe at night. 
Okay, I'm not going to do dhikr right now. I'll do it at night. In the night, what do we say? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, what do we say? Tonight. And like this, a person loses one day of his life after the other. And what has he accomplished? Nothing. What has he accomplished? Very little. On that day, people are going to regret. We are going to regret. You and I are going to regret. We're going to say, Ya Allah, please give us some more time. In the Quran, Surah Al-Munafiqun, Ayah 10, Allah says, فَيَقُولَ رَبِّ لَوْلَا أَخَّرْتَنِي إِلَىٰ أَجَلِ الْقَرِيبِ a person will say, Oh my Lord, why did you not delay me for a brief term? Meaning, why didn't you give me just one more hour? One more day. فَأَصَّدَّقَ Then I would give charity. وَأَكُمْ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And I would be of those who are righteous. This is why Allah advises us in the same surah, Surah Al-Munafiqoon, that, O oh you who believe, don't let your wealth and your children distract you from the dhikr of Allah. Because it is because of this wealth our house, our money, our things that we are distracted from Allah's remembrance. It is because of our children, our families, our loved ones, our friends at times because of whom we are distracted from the dhikr of Allah. So over here, الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا They will say, رَبَّنَا أَخِرْنَا إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ If you do that, نُجِبْ دَعْوَتَكَ وَنَتَّبِعِ الرُّسُلِ Will they be given that chance? No. Allah will say, أَوَلَمْ تَكُونُوا are you not the same ones who used to aqsamtum min qablu, who used to swear before that malakum min zawal, that you will have no zawal? What does zawal mean? Zawal. Zawal of the sun is the setting, the going down of the sun. When the sun sets, when it begins to go down, then what happens eventually? It disappears. It disappears. So, were you not the same people who used to think in the world that you were never going to experience any kind of downfall? You were going to stay you know, in your present situation forever? You weren't going to experience death? You weren't going to suffer any kind of decline? That you were going to be good forever? And it is because of that that you were arrogant? And today, you are weak, you are humbled, you are desperate, you are begging. It is this pride that keeps us away from worshipping Allah, from obeying Allah. And on that day, all arrogant people will be like ants. Ants. Made small, belittled. It is pride that makes us oppress others, that makes us hurt others. And on that day, such people will be in a desperate, pathetic situation. State. وَسَكَنْتُمْ And you lived فِي مَسَاكِنِ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا In the houses of those who did wrong, who did zulm, to who anfusahum themselves. Meaning you lived on the same earth, you lived in the same lands, as the people who were committing sin. But you never took any heed. You never feared Allah. وَتَبَيَّنَ لَكُمْ And it became clear to you, كَيْفَ فَعَلْنَا بِهِمْ How we dealt with them. Meaning you saw people die. You saw nations decline. You saw criminals being brought to justice. You saw powerful and mighty and arrogant people destroyed. Yet you took no heed and you did exactly what they did. You did exactly what they did. You committed the same crimes. You never took any lesson 
from other people. وَضَرَبْنَا لَكُمُ الْأَمْسَالِ And we presented for you many examples. We showed you many things, many lessons, many examples through which you could understand. If you think about it, the ruins of the past people, I mean they're existent today, we can see them. We hear in the news every day how a person committed a crime and then how he was punished for his crime. We hear these things all the time. People who are mighty and arrogant, rude, they die before us. They decline before us. People who oppress others, what happens to their bodies? They become weak and old, fragile. We see all of this, yet we don't take any lesson. We repeat the same sins. We do the exact same sins as others are doing. وَقَدْ مَكَرُوا مَكْرَهُمْ And they had planned their plan. Who? الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا Those who did ظلم, they plotted to oppose their prophets, to oppose the believers. وَعِنْدَ اللَّهِ مَكْرُهُمْ But with Allah is their plan. Meaning, Allah is fully aware of their plans. And He has the power and the ability to make their plans fail. Allah's plan is stronger than their plan. And no matter what they plan, Allah knows about it. It's not hidden from Allah. وَإِن كَانَ مَكْرُهُمْ And indeed their makr, their plot, لِتَزُولَ Surely it would be removed. مِنْهُ From it, الْجِبَالْ Mountains. What does this mean? Meaning, the plans of such people were really indeed mighty. So strong that they could even make the mountains move. But yet, Allah's plan was greater than their plan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused their plans to fail. In over here can also be understood as not. Meaning, their plans were not such that could move mountains. Meaning, their plan, no matter what it was, was not strong enough to defeat Allah's messengers. Because at the end, who is it that was victorious? It was always the prophets of Allah. فَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ So never think that Allah is مُخْلِفَ وَعْدِهِ رُسُلَهُ مُخْلِف One who would oppose, one who would go against. وَعْدِهِ of His promise, رُسُلَهُ to His messengers. What is it that Allah has promised His messengers? Victory, help, success. So never think that Allah is not going to fulfill this promise. No, He will. إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ Indeed, Allah is mighty. ذُنْتِقَامٌ Owner of retribution. Just this sifa, dhuntiqam, this brings so much hope. Allah will take revenge. We might not be here anymore. We might not be able to seek justice. Nobody in the world can advocate for us. But you know what? Allah is dhuntiqam. He is one who will take retribution. For who? For His messengers, for His friends. So, Always be hopeful. Always be hopeful. Even though the enemy would be mighty, great, strong, don't worry. Eventual success and victory is for who? Those who are upon the truth, those who seek Allah's help. Because earlier in the surah, what did we learn? That the prophets, they were threatened, they were oppressed, they were opposed, and what did Allah say? لَنُهْلِكَنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ we are going to destroy the wrongdoers. So the Prophet ﷺ is comforted over here that don't worry, Allah's help is with you. Allah will grant you victory. When? يَوْمَ تُبَدَّلُ الْأَرْضِ In this world for sure, and in the hereafter, definitely. يَوْمَ on the day when? تُبَدَّلُ الْأَرْضُ The earth will be changed. 
to baddal from tabdil. What does tabdil mean? To change, to alter something. Sometimes, you know, something has changed so much that it's unrecognizable. It becomes completely different from how it was before. So the earth will be changed to the point that it will seem as though it has been replaced by something else. غير الأرض Other than the earth. It will change so much that it will look completely different. How? That the earth will be a round, flat piece of white bread. This is what it will appear to be like. A round, flat piece of white bread. Imagine no mountains, no buildings, no roads, no trees, nothing. No rivers, no seas, nothing. Flattened. وَالسَّمَاوَاتِ And also the skies. Meaning they will also completely change. The color will change. فَإِذَا انْشَقَّتِ السَّمَاءُ فَكَانَتْ وَرْدَةً كَدِّهَانِ It will be like rose-colored. وَبَرَزُوا لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَهَارِ And they will all appear before Allah, the one, the prevailing. Meaning no one will be able to hide in that crowd. وَتَرَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ And you will see the criminals. يَوْمَ إِذِنْ That day. مُقَرَّنِينَ Chained up, bound together, fil asfad in shackles. Muqarranin is a plural of muqarran. Muqarran from qafranun. Qarana is to tie, to join together. So muqarranin, those who are tied up together, shackled together. You know, like sometimes criminals, like five or six of them, each one of them is chained to the other. Each one of them is chained to the other. So not even one of them can run away, can escape. No, they're all bound together. Because criminals will be joined together that day. People who commit similar crimes will be joined together that day. Such as people who are too arrogant to pray. Who will they be with? You know? Fir'aun. They will be with Fir'aun. People who are too arrogant to pray salah, they refuse to pray, they will be with Fir'aun. Imagine, muqarranin, fil asfad, in chains, in shackles, plural of safad. Each one of them chained so that none will be able to escape. So on that day, what will happen? The criminals, their crimes will be exposed. Their reality will be exposed. No criminal can play victim there. سَرَابِيلُهُمْ مِنْ قَطِرَانِ سَرَابِيل Plural of sirbal. Sirbal is basically a full gown. A dress that is long, that does the job of a shirt and a pant. Basically. A gown. So سَرَابِيلُهُمْ Their garments, min qatiran, will be of liquid pitch. Qatiran is molten copper or tar, charcoal. You know with which roads are made? Driveways are made? This is what qatiran is. And if you've ever passed by a place where they're doing road work, what does it smell like? It smells horrible. It's extremely hot. Recently in our street, a couple of people got their driveways done all at the same time. They hired the same company. And the whole day they were working, you know, doing one driveway after the other. And believe me, it was so hot that day for some reason, it felt even more hot. And it was smelly. It was noisy. Imagine, سَرَبِّيلَهُمْ in قَطِرًا Their clothes will be of قَطِرًا Why is it that we wear clothes? For the purpose of protection, for the purpose of comfort. But on that day, the criminals will be clothed for the purpose of torture. And fire is going to cover their faces. It's going to cover their faces. Because qatran is highly flammable. And if they're put in the fire, imagine what's going to happen to their faces. Why such severe punishment? Why? Allah, So that Allah will recompense كل نفس every soul ما كسبت what it has earned. 
in Allah Sari'ul Hisab. Indeed, Allah is swift in account. Every person is going to be recompensed for what he has done, for what she has done, how he or she has treated others, how they have dealt with others, what oppression they have inflicted on others, or what kindness they have shown to others. So much so that the Prophet once said that he saw a woman in the fire. A cat was scratching the face of that woman. The Prophet said, what is this? Why? And he was told that she locked up that cat. She tied it up so the cat starved to death. She wouldn't feed the cat herself and she wouldn't let the cat go so that the cat would find something and eat and survive. She tortured the cat. On the day of judgment, the cat is torturing the woman. Imagine if Allah is going to bring justice for animals. What about human beings? What about human beings? If people have oppressed other human beings, you think Allah does not know? You think Allah will not take revenge? Of course He will. Because He loves justice. In Allah Sari'ul Hisab, He is swift in recompense. It seems far. Because when a person is in pain, when he's suffering, it seems like, oh, the day of judgment, it's gonna come so late. What about now? Be patient. Just wait a little longer. Allah is swift in taking account. This is a notification for people, all people. What is this message? That there will be a day of judgment. And everyone is going to be recompensed. The zalim for his zulm and the mazloom for his sabr. And so that they should be warned thereby. The Qur'an has been explained. The meaning is clarified. The message is emphasized. Why? So that people are warned. And so that they may know that أَنَّمَا هُوَ إِلَهُ وَاحِدٌ That indeed He is only one God. This is the message of the Qur'an. If one thing we can understand, and one thing we can convey to people, that there is only one God. No one worthy of worship but Him. وَلِيَذَّكَّرَ أُلُوا الْأَلْبَابِ And so that those of understanding will be reminded. Meaning people who have sense, who have reason, they will understand, they will take a lesson, and they will change their ways. So this Qur'an, what is it for? It has come to teach us. It has come to remind us. It has come to warn us. It has come to make us reflect on our reality, on our actions. Take heed and change our ways. And Surah Ibrahim, overall, what does it show to us? The blessing of Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us many blessings. Many blessings. وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةُ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا But on the one hand is the blessing of Iman, and on the other hand is kufr. And the consequences of each are shown very clearly. And the people who accepted Iman and the people who remained stubborn on kufr, their consequences are also shown very clearly. At the beginning of the surah, Allah mentioned the Qur'an, كِتَابٌ أَنزَلْنَاهُ إِلَيْكِ لِتُخْرِجَ النَّاسَ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النور. The Qur'an has come to take people out of darkness into light. And at the end, what does Allah say? هَذَا بَلَاغْ لِلنَّاسِ This is an announcement for all people. But the question is, do even our Muslims know? If we don't know, how are we going to take the message to the rest of the people? It's our responsibility to know, find out, and warn others. Recitation.
سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته